Bible, Isaiah, chapter number 9, Isaiah 9. This is a, a passage that we um, often think of as a Christmas passage. You might even sing it at Christmas time. Isaiah 9. Whenever you get there, just look this way. Isaiah 9. Uh, verse, we're going to start in verse 6. I have, I have a hard not time not quoting this in, in, in uh, the Handel's translation. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given, and his name will be called Eternal Father. Now, hold, hold up just a second. We, we, you know, we all know this verse, right? Right? But... Who of you has thought of thought of Jesus as the eternal father? No, I can't get That's what this says, right? We all sing this about Jesus at Christmas time. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He'll be wonderful counselor. And it, mighty God, it's a, it's a great it, I love the, the phrase in the Hebrew. It's it's hero God. It's Mighty God, Eternal Father. How is Jesus the Eternal Father? You see, I believe that sonship precedes fatherhood. Sonship precedes fatherhood. Uh, all, the, all the guys in here were, yeah, uh, it's they, 11 they were just up here, right? How many fathers do we have? How many of you all were were a son first? I can only yeah until midnight. I, I didn't see. Is that one hundred percent? Am I right? Sonship precedes fatherhood. But you know, I believe that sonship. A lot of sonship is a choice. No, I can't that a little bit. You see. Um, Especially here in the states, we don't have a um, we don't really have a procreation problem. There's lots of kids. Your phone's in your pocket, right? There's lots of kids running around. There's a lot of of young boys and young girls around, but not all of those kids have fathers. Now they all have someone who. Helped in their creation, 
right? But not all of them have fathers. And part of it, they, they need a father. They need somebody who's there. They need somebody who will um, change their diaper in the middle of the night or make sure there's food on the table or, um, you know, when they fall down and skin their knee, they, they pick them back up. Moms kiss their knee. Dads say, is it bleeding? That's not too bad. Get back up there and do it again, right? All the guys say, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> if you want compassion, go to the mom. If you want to swat on the tail and say, get back up on that bike and try it over, go to the dad, right? But we need that. But, you know, not all of sonship, daughtership, okay? Ladies, you, you all, I'm, I'm talking father, son here, but I want you to apply. I'm not, this is not, not applying to you ladies, okay? So apply this as it is. Um, but you have, there, there is a choice in the matter. You know, when Jesus was born, it, it's really amazing to me as I was really con- considering this. Jesus is born. We know that, that um, Mary was um, uh, overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, that Jesus was not a product of Mary and Joseph. It was Mary and the Holy Spirit. Mary is pregnant. And we know that Joseph was there. We know he was there, especially in the beginning. We know that um, he was there even up to about the time that Jesus was 12, right, when Jesus stayed back at the temple. But then Joseph is really kind of out of the picture. The Bible doesn't say what happened to him. We don't know if he died when Jesus was fairly young. We don't know if he died right before Jesus went into ministry. We don't know much of what Joseph did with Jesus. We know that Jesus was a carpenter, a builder, like his, his dad was. But that's really about it. You know what's amazing, though, with Jesus is that I believe Jesus made the choice to follow after what his Father in heaven wanted him to do. You know, um, in in Matthew 3, if you want to go there, you can. If, if not, I'll just flip over there real quick. Um, see, Jesus knew the, the reason that he came. And the first thing you see in his ministry life is his baptism. Now, what does the, the baptism... Um, see, is the air conditioner on? Do you mind kicking it on for me? I, I don't know about anybody else, but I am getting kind of toasty. I'm going to melt up here. Y'all have Peking duck for Father's Day dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus is, um, he, it, what does the baptism uh, entail? What, is, what, is that, what does that symbolize in Jesus' life? How many of you all, when, when, when you were baptized, it said, buried into his death, raised to newness of life? Jesus says, I have a baptism to undergo, meaning not meaning that he's going to get washed again. He, he didn't mean to take another bath, right? It was his death, his burial, his resurrection. So the first thing that Jesus does, it says, I'm going to follow this all the way. He goes to John. He submits to John. This is uh, Matthew 3. Um, John says, no, uh uh-uh. Don't do this. And Jesus says, permitted this time. This is verse 15. 
Uh, he permitted, after being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, verse 16, and behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove, lighting on him. Behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus made the choice to follow. Okay, was he, was he forever the Son of God? Yes. Will he forever be the Son of God? Yes. Did he make a choice to follow? Yes. Because there, there is a, a, in being a son or being a daughter, there is a giving of your heart to a father. The giving of your, of your heart to the father. You know, I was thinking of, of examples of this. You know, um, I, I, the first thing that came to mind was Jacob and Esau. Right? Esau was the firstborn. He should have had all the birthright. He should have had, but he did not give his heart to his dad. In fact, he went the other way. He was, it says that Esau was rebellious. He, he, um, he did exactly opposite of what his parents wanted him to do. And consequently, it said, the Bible, imagine this. The Bible says that God loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. That's really bad if God hates you, <laughs> right? But he was dis- he did not give his heart to, his, he did not become a son of his father. Was he, what, what, did his dad have? Yeah, I mean, he, he was twins, right? But he did not give his heart to say, I'm going to follow after what my father wants me to do. So do we need, do we need dads? Yes, absolutely. We need, we need father figures. In, in in life who will who will take take sons and take daughters and, and, and help them grow up and teach them the right thing to do and teach them, hey, this is this is how you um, this is how you hit a nail or this is how you walk out this life situation. This is this is how you become a Christian. This is how you treat a, a woman or this is how you treat a man or this is how you you um, this is how you should uh, do in school or this is Right? This is how you throw a ball or go fishing. We need those. But you know what? We need sonship precedes fatherhood. And we need sons and daughters, no matter what age they are, to be able to look up to a father and give their heart in such a way to say, I'm going to follow after you. I'm going to give my heart to you to listen, to be guided by your wisdom, to to be able to um, to be able to glean from what you have. Sonship precedes fatherhood, and it's incumbent on all of us to give our hearts in such a way that we can listen and be guided by a father. This is what Jesus did. Jesus was guided by his heavenly father, right? He gave, the first thing he did, I'm submitting, I'm going to go through with all, this all the way. If you all knew that being a son would cost you your life, would you say, I'm committed? 
Jesuskirke. You know, um, Jesus also, um, you know, you know uh, real quick, uh, he also said, I, I only do what I see the Father doing. Let me, I, I'm going to lead into this next, this next point. We also, we become, we become a, a child, a son, a daughter. We also inherit from a, uh, from a father. Um, <clears throat> look over at John chapter 5, John 5. A couple of verses here. John 5, verse 19 says, <clears throat> Therefore Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son could do nothing of himself unless it's something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, <clears throat> these things the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these, and so that you will, be, so that you will marvel. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom he wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but he's given all judgment to the Son, so that all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Flip over, <coughs> if you will, to um, a few chapters over to uh, chapter 14 in John. John 14, 9. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not... Uh, uh, verse 8 says, Lord, show us the Father. Philip says, Show us the Father, that it would be enough for us. Jesus answered, said... Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Sonship precedes fatherhood, but when you become a son, you start to look like the Father. When you become a son or and you become a daughter, you begin to look like the father, you know, it's it's am amazed me over the years. Most of you all know I'm adopted. Okay, um, my my dad, who's who's over here, we we are not blood relations. But I've had many people over the years say, "Boy, you look so much like your dad." I'm like, "Great, thank you." You know what? Why? Because not because of the blood relation. But because my dad poured into me, I talk like him. You know, I, I have a golf swing a bit like like he. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot. We, we, we have some of the same mannerisms. We, you know, we, we, we treat people the same way. We, we, you know, there's so many things that, that my my dad has poured into me that we, we act very similarly in many ways. Why? Because he's my dad. And not physically, but I've become a son. And you start to in, you inherit, and, not, and I'm not saying inherit as in things, right? But you inherit mannerisms, you inherit gifts, you inherit um, the way you the way you treat people, you you inherit 
spirituality. You know, you, you inherit the, the way you seek after the, after the Lord. You know, any of you guys really familiar with the faith movement? Kenneth Copeland, okay, um, the Hagans. If, if, you, uh, if you've been around, I, gro- going to ORU, we had a lot of people who were um, uh, over at Rhema and, and uh, went to Rhema Bible Church. And, and you, could, you could always tell the Rhema, Rhema grads, uh, you know, people with Kenneth Cope, because they would sound like them. Bless God. <laughs> you know, they, they, would, they would get this Kenneth Copeland voice. Bless the Lord. Don't you just want to bless the Lord today? Why? Why? Because they, they gave their heart. Right? And, and it's okay. I'm not, I'm not really making fun of them, okay? But I'm saying they, they learned, and they learned mannerisms. I, d- I did this with, with my pastor growing up. I still have some of the same, Rick will tell you, I still have some of the same terminology that, that he, would, he would use. You know, and, and why? Because he was, my, he was my spiritual dad. And so I, I began to look like him in, in many different ways. Jesus looked like the Father, right? We need spiritual moms and dads, fathers, mothers in the faith that we can say, you know what, I want to be like you. I will, I will follow after them. And, and not in a, okay, don't, don't, not, not a cultic way, okay? But, but a way that you can, you can, you can glean from them when you have an issue. When you have something, I need. Can you just have somebody to call up and say, "Hey, I need, I need wisdom. I need some help with this." Well, what would you do? How how do you pray about this situation? I've I've done that with with uh, Papa Tony and, and uh, Apostle John John Alley. I've called I've I've called him up uh, in Australia and said, "Okay." How do I get through this? <laughs> I've got this prayer situation. What do I? Would you would you pray through this with me? Would you show me how to take care of this? Because I want to get it taken care of, but it's a little bit beyond me. And he's okay. Look, I'll pray about that. He gets back to me and says, "Okay, this is what you do." And we we responded, "Fine." You know, and I, I brought it to everybody. So let, let's pray. This is what this is what I've heard. Let's pray about this. Let's let's deal with it. Why? Because I, he's someone, you know, John Alley and, and Papa Tony, both, they're, they're people that I respect, and I know that um, there's someone who is going to give me good gifts. They're going to give me good wisdom. They're going to give me good spiritual guidance. Right? Ne- neither one of, uh, both of them would tell you, um, to, you to follow your conscience. Okay, this is not a, 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 um, a hierarchy thing that it's you know you, you better better do what I say or else. It, but they're they're fathers in the faith, and I have done what I can to become a son to a father. And so okay, look, please give me wisdom, please give me guidance, please give me direction. If and if if I need help, and say, look, how do I deal with this? They're there, and they've had they've gone through they've been through it. They've been through the fire. And they've uh, come out on the other side. See, sonship precedes fatherhood. You become a son, right? You begin to look like the father. 
you begin to inherit the father's characteristics. But, uh, you know, back to Isaiah 9, for a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. By the way, this passage, um, even the, the Jews will tell you that, the, the, that uh, and I'm saying the Jews because um, so much of so many of them, both when Jesus was on the earth and now, they, they missed the Messiah. Okay? But they will see this passage as a messianic passage. Um, they, there's a thought, well, this could be talking about Hezekiah. You know, Hezekiah was a great, great, great king. But when they look at it and say, it can't be. It cannot be Hezekiah because we're talking about a mighty God. The Messiah has to be a God-man. The Messiah has to be somebody that you can, you can, is not just simply a good man or a good king. There'll be no, uh, he, he's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, eternal father, prince of peace. There'll be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. The throne of the father of David and over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice, righteousness, then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord will, uh, zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. When you when you look at eternal father, um, it also they they saw a fatherhood a lot in a a kingship that would provide for their people. In fact, the um, even going back to Egypt days, um, they would look at the uh, the, the Pharaoh was seen as a son of a god, right? The son of Ra. Uh, but they also saw him as a father figure who would take care of the people. And so when they're saying that Jesus is an eternal father or father of eternity, okay, that he has, he has broken in to, to provide for his people forever. To provide for his people forever to usher his people into eternity, to, to be the one who has, has separated um, the uh, physical from the eternal and has, has conquered and has made a way that his people can go into eternity. So a, it's a, a father who become a father who gives. You no. Know, um, everybody knows this passage in Matthew 28. Um, when Jesus ascended, right, right after his death, burial, resurrection, um, he ascended. And what, what was he given by his father? Okay, kingdom. He was given a little bitty place in Palestine, right? Right, little state called Israel. That's what he inherited from the father. Everybody says, huh? What? Okay. No. What? All power, all authority in heaven and earth. Now, all in the Greek? All right. It means all. Okay. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. If all authority has been given to Jesus, what, what authority does he not have? Do you, can, can you have all our authority? Think about it. Is that is that um, philosophically possible? 
to have all her authority. All authority has been given into in me. Go make disciples of all the nations. Um, you know, uh, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to do everything that I've I've taught. And behold, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, what what is he given to us? I'm going to take you to a couple passages. Uh, first of all, First Corinthians three. If I can get to it. Three twenty one. First Corinthians three. If you and if you see this with with your um, your your blessed eyes that the Lord's given to you. Let no one boast in men. For he's given to you a few things. Whether, well, but it doesn't mean all there. It means just a few things there. No. For all things belong to you. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, he even repeats it. All things belong to you. And you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Right, so fathers give to sons. Jesus becomes an eternal father. And what, what's he doing? He received from his father all things, Matthew 28. Right? What's he doing? He's giving them. Flip, flip over a few pages to uh, Ephesians. So you see this again. This is Ephesians 1, verse 20. Yeah, we'll start in 21. 20, let's do 20. Right, verse 20 says, When he brought it, Ephesians 1, when, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him in at, at his right hand in the heavenly places. This is Jesus, right? Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Pause right there. Okay. What, what does that entail? Okay. What, what, is, what is every name that, above every name that's named? What, what, is not, what is above Jesus? If you can name it, Jesus is over it. Right? But watch. Um, I lost my place. Chris Cable. Um, verse 22, And he put all things in subjection under his feet. There's all things again, right? And gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So what? what is he? He's given it to us.
the Father then turns around and gives. Sonship precedes fatherhood. But then, you know, what's a, what a father receives, right? what a son receives from the father, he doesn't withhold, he gives back. And that doesn't, I'm not talking, I mean, that can mean material things, but it means wisdom. It means becoming a father or a mother yourself. Right? So the, the goal is, is for everyone in here to be a father or a mother. Right? In the faith. To not, not just naturally. Right? But to be able to help bring people up. Whether that's young folks Okay, and we need we need fathers for for young young people. I know uh, there was a there was a guy years ago at at, uh, at our church that was his ministry. Um, he he he's kind of like me except he stopped at two girls. Uh, he had he had a couple of couple couple of girls. He didn't have any boys, so you know what he he took on all the boys in the church. Had some helpers, you know, like I think it was fourth, fifth, and sixth grade boys, and he was the biggest one of all, and. Um, Boy, we, it, if you were a, if you were a young boy, at our church, you, you went to uh, you went to Kingsman with with John Savage, and we would they would go on trips. He he took all these boys to Six Flags. Uh, I used to even don't listen, Dad. Right? <laughs> no, uh, we we would go. We we had this old bus. Okay, this we had this really old bus at the church and it had a luggage rack on top and um, we, we'd, we'd go camping and stuff well, we'd go screw around on the bus and he'd let us sit on top of the bus while we <laughs> went around <laughs> we, there, was a, there was like there's like one I think there's maybe one mountain in Oklahoma at least southwest Oklahoma we went down there we put all the bikes on top of the bus and drove up the mountain and let all the kids ride their bikes down the mountain oh, it was so awesome <laughs> it was great um, you know, but uh, he was a he was a father figure to a lot of these young boys, and I tell you, uh, so many of them today. I guarantee you, you go and ask them about um, being with John Savage and some of these guys, and they they would say that was the most um, impacting time because um, of the of what was poured into them, um, faith and service and. Fun and just being a, a a guy, having lock-ins and doing dog piles and and uh, I mean it was guys' time. Why? Because one guy said, "I'm going to be a father to a bunch of these boys because I don't have any boys at home." He's going to pour into them. We need some fathers. Going to take what he, of, of what we have been given, and then pour that into somebody else. Sonship precedes fatherhood, but the whole the whole point is that we become fathers and mothers to give back what we have received, and we can do it right here in the church. You know, I'm really hoping that we have some. Um, 
young young men, young women in the church. We've got some, there's some right back here. We've got another young lady or young man that's going to come about here not too long from now. We've got another one who's a year and a half, two, oh, shoot, year and a half, right? These these young boys, young girls, uh, they, they don't need just a mama, right? They just don't need a dad. We, they can have a whole group full of dads, right? A whole group full of moms who will take care of them, who will um, who will help them in the faith, who will say, hey, look, um, if, if you, you need to know how to garden, let me show you. You need to know how to can, let me show you. You, you, you want to go out and, and uh, uh, go on a bike ride, or you want you want to go get dirty, or you, you want to play tackle football, I'm your, I'm your, let's, let's do it. You need to skin your knee, don't tell your mama, but we're going to go out and we're going to go, I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike, right, or a horse, all right? But we, as a group, we as a church, can become those fathers and the mothers in the faith that these young folks and some older folks need. Not all of you have that in you. So find a father, find a mother, glean from them. But the whole point, you give your heart to someone that you are able to look like that person, that you can then turn around and give that back to somebody else. Should I say, who's your daddy? Who's your mom? Who's your dad in the faith? If you don't have one, get one. It's that that principle we should all be looking towards. Some we should have we should have a a uh, Paul and we should have a Timothy, right? You should have somebody you're looking up to, and you should have somebody that's looking up to you. If you don't have one of those, either one, get one. If you don't have someone you're looking up to, find somebody. If you don't have somebody that's looking up to you. Pray that God will bring you somebody, so that we can all be have we can all be that that father that mother figure in the faith. Sonship precedes fatherhood, but the whole point is to bless and to give what we've been given. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful group. Lord, I, I look on these um, Lord, I look on these men and women here who love you and I know that they have been mentored in the faith many years. Some of them still need to, to, to have that father. Lord, so many of them, they need to have kids. They need to have lots of sons and lots of daughters that will look up to them and and call them their spiritual mama, their spiritual papa. Lord, give us kids. Give us more fathers too. More moms to look up to. Lord, give us kids. Pray that you'll help us to to be the, the father, to be the mom to these, these kids that we have and give us more. Lord, give us kids from Eastern. Young men, young ladies, 
who uh, desperately need someone to open the Bible with them and to teach them right from wrong and to teach them uh, the direction to go so that they can have somebody to call up and say, I'm facing this something or another. Can you help? Or get us kids from Eastern. Get us kids from Yukon. From QVCC, Lord, give us these kids. Give us kids from uh, from the school system here in Wyndham. From the private schools, the Catholic schools. Give us kids, Lord. Kids age-wise and kids spiritually. That we can pour into. Lord, I pray that you'll open our eyes to be able to see the kids that you put in that you put in front of us. Lord, we're ready. Send us the promise. And Lord, I bless each person here, each family. Lord, I impart your grace and your peace to them right now. Let the grace of the Lord Jesus and let the peace of the Lord Jesus that he is the prince of peace. Let that peace be imparted right now to each household here. Each person, each household that rests upon each one that the seal of the Lord Jesus would be upon each person for, for their protection, for their provision, for their Lord, for their wisdom in defining their way in life, that each person here would not leave without being completely uh, encompassed by your grace. And to you, Lord, we give all the honor and all the glory forever and ever. Jesus' name. Amen.